Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Hey, hey, happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to Let's Chat. I'm Miss Alicia. You know I got my right hand chick, the fabulous Miss Tony, rocking with me tonight and every night here on Let's Chat. We are talking that today about giving up. Is that really an option? We got three fabulous ladies that are going to be kicking in the chat room door with us tonight. Brianna Johnson, author, author J, author and publisher Jay Asmara. I'm gonna have to ask her because you know, T, I can mess up a name. You know, we can mess up a name. I have to make sure that's right. I know it's <laughs> and Tessa Irvin, <laughs> you know, and uh, our show is always geared towards books. And so, as authors, you know. The writing process is a, it's a, uh, it's not a difficult process, but it is a tedious project process. And at the same time, you have to understand and have a love for the craft to be able to do it. You know what I'm saying? I think that, mm-hmm. um, and you have to have the patience because it's just more than it's more than just throwing up on the paper and handing it to the editor so the editor can finish the work. You know, it's rewriting, it's writing, it's um, crafting, it's designing, it's uh, sometimes it's therapeutic. Sometimes, you know, and even the, the, the subject itself goes outside of writing just in life. 
giving up on your dreams. Is that really an option? So if you have a dream to be an author or, or if you have a dream to be a singer or whatever your dream and your passion is, is it really an option to give up on it just because something gets hard? Mm-hmm. I, I I love this topic, you know, Alicia. We do try to have interesting topics that don't just relate to literature. It can be related to any aspect and whatever passion you're, you're, you are in, and especially in life period. So giving up, is that really an option? Uh, it's not an option for me personally because I think giving up is the easy way out. You know, you don't want to put that work in to make your dream happen. If you're not going to do it, then who's going to make that dream for you happen? So I think it's um it's a matter of sticking with it. You have to have some type of stick to itness about you. If you do have a dream, some people walk through life without dreams. Hmm, is that giving up even? That's an interesting take on it as well. Absolutely. And at the same time, when you have dreams, aspirations, and even if you don't, your life is, in order for you to always move forward in those things, your life has to allow you the ability to do those things. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes people will give up because they feel like their life at the time is not conducive to the dreams that they have. And then that means that you're at a reset period in your life. You need to reset that job. You need to reset, you know, that lifestyle. It's just different things that that means that I don't think people stop and think about. Like you have a lot of people in your life that when you are moving your feet or you're pursuing your dreams, they don't want you to move their, your feet. You know, they want to stop mm-hmm. that or they want to halt that or they want to distract that. And it's not that they um, could be doing it on purpose. They could be doing it because moving your feet means that they have to move theirs. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. change for you thing. means change for them. And some people don't mm-hmm. want to have to change. They don't want to have to adjust. They don't want to have to do things differently. And, again, that's a reset period. That means that this is the direction I'm going in. So as an author, I'm in the house all the time, you know, or, um, you know, I'm not at the bar two days a week. I'm not dropping it at his side. I'm not here. I'm not there. I'm not drunk all day, every day. Well, you know, our authors that come on, let's say, you know, they have their red cup, and we don't discriminate about what's in your red cup, you know. <laughs> We don't ask. You know, you have your red cup in peace, kick your feet up and have girl time. But, you know, mm-hmm. some of that, again, changes because when you become a writer, you're you're creating. But when you become an author, you become a business. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So your movement mm-hmm. at all times is different. Things that you do at all, because now you have to have a business sense. Now I'm branding at all times, even in my sleep. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. branded when I'm at mm-hmm. church. I'm branded. I'm branded when I'm at the gas station. So, no, I can't go out with y'all every five minutes. You know, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Or you, it may take you to a different place or, you know, in your mm-hmm. life or even to live or, you know. So your dreams move you. Your dreams move mm-hmm. your feet. And sometimes people give up, not because they really want to, but because possibly they don't want to move their feet. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. it does. And you no, know, as a as a friend to the show, I think uh, Keisha Frazier, she says, 
books are a business. I may be paraphrasing it. But, you know, Risha, since we've been doing this show and we've had so many people come on to the show, my respect for literature and, and art, the pen has grown tremendously because it's not, like you said, it's not just a matter of throwing words on a page. There is a, a, a process to this. You know, you have to have an idea. You have to make it come to life. You have to make it so someone wants to read it, and then you got to edit it. you got to publish it. you got to promote it. It's so much goes into it that, you know, the, the weaker mind can give up, but if this is truly your passion, you're going to stick with it and, and try to overcome each obstacle that may come in your path, and that just makes it that much sweeter when you reach that finish line. I definitely, definitely can uh, agree with that. We're going to take a brief break here on Let's Check. As you know, we have to, you know, we have to get our, people always send us music. They always are sending us independent music. Some artists that are not independent, you know, send us music through their uh, PR people, which we appreciate the connections that we have here on Let's Chat. Within the industry, outside of the industry, it's really a blessing to be able to pick up the phone and call somebody that the average person may not be able to call. So we do like to celebrate them and play their music Mm -hmm. here on Let's Chat. If you are an independent artist and you would like your music played here on Let's Chat, no worries. Just send your request to the chat room. The Chat Radio Show at gmail.com. That's the Chat Radio Show at gmail.com. We also do um, commercials. So if you're an author and say you're on tour, but you want to make sure that you're getting yourself out to, out there um, and pushing your brand and getting yourself out there in places that you can't be at the time, commercials are a great way to do that because most mm-hmm. authors do work. You know, you have authors that work full time. Uh, and then you have some that write full time. So some are balancing that. So commercials on different podcast shows are a great way to be able to be somewhere that you can't physically be um, at that point in time. So if you would like to have a recorded commercial or a pre recorded commercial here on Let's Chat, just send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com we're going to take a brief break we're going to say shout out to bandana bonds he is doing big things shout out to bird school records always 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 here to support us and we are here to support them so we're going to hit you with some of that loaded 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 loaded
Kevin, my nigga. You stay loaded, I stay loaded. You heard me? Fabulous guests, as always. Check out those archives. 
Our archives are rich with talent and many, many jewels that are dropped. So make sure you check them out. You won't be disappointed. But make sure you have a pen as well because those jewels are worth taking down. Yes. Like when we had um, Kiki Swenson on, she dropped so many jewels. It was it was insane how many literary jewels that she dropped on us here on Let's Chat. It was awesome. It was awesome. We had a fabulous author on here last week, uh, Kimberly Jones, y'all. Let me tell y'all, if y'all are, what I want to do this year, normally we like to educate here on Let's Chat um, because sometimes there are a lot of new authors and self-published authors, publishers, um, independent, you know, so... I like to believe that you got to know what you know because you know it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even as an author, you have to know publishing. You have to have an understanding of what it is because I believe that if you know what you know because you know it, if you have an idea of what a publisher is actually supposed to do, what a uh what what formatting is, how covers, you know, have an idea of those things and how they're done because it better helps you to be able to understand, one, the industry and help you to do what you need to do, know who your audience is, how do you interact with people, especially, you know, some authors are so used to social media, but you got to step from behind that computer or that laptop. you got to go out and get on a presidential campaign trail, shaking hands, kissing babies, and giving away books. Yes, I did. I said giving them away. If you're going to give them away on social media, then you might as well give them away to people on the street that you meet when you get to talking. You know, I tell people a lot of times, because I'm a promoter as well, and the job of a promoter is really to take the the readers to party author. That's mm-hmm. our job. Our job is to get the readers that we interact with and send them the party author. But if they get to the party and your wings is dry, because y'all know y'all been to those parties where you get there, the wings be so dry and the french fries be cold and the music be wet, and you be like, I'm ready to go. You ain't been there five minutes, but you like, oh. You know what, next time she tell me about her, some party, I ain't even going to listen. I, I should have stayed at home. Y'all know y'all, y'all done had some times like that where – you get there, and it's like, well, what, what, the, what is going on here? You know, and it, it doesn't have to just be a party, you know, because you have Christian authors. So when they bring, we may bring them into your world just in general. You know, mm-hmm. your content, your pen, your personality, all of that holds the reader. You have some authors that don't drop a link. If you notice, there are authors that do not drop a link, and they are known now but even if you look back in their career, they've never dropped links because they use their ability to interact with the different readers that they have, whether they got five readers or 35 readers or 3,500 readers. You interact mm-hmm. with what you have. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of authors don't do that. They, you know, put it off on the promoter to make sure that you get me readers and make sure that they buy in. I can get you readers, but I can't make sure that they click in. That's your job. Right. Your job is to right. make sure that you're grabbing that reader within the first five pages and making sure that mm-hmm. you're holding them to your world. Because if you can't hold them to your world, I can drop 25,000 links in every group. 
But if you're not holding them, if you're not interacting with them, if you're not doing that paperback life, if you're not, you know, branding, if you're not pushing, if you're not talking, if you're not, you know, they're not going to stay. So as an author, you have to look at yourself as a business. I am a business. I am always branding. That means if I'm going to rant, I have to rant in a really polite way where it don't even look like I'm ranting. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes mm-hmm. everybody has a niche. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes talk and drive is, is that author's niche because everybody knows drama draws people in. It draws people in. So if you're talking slick, you know, you have those authors that that's their niche. That may not be how they right. are every day, but that is their niche to grab the reader on social media and grab them and send them over to their work. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You have Ashley and Duquevis. I've never seen them drop a link. Ever. But the thing with that is your readers become your promoters, which is free promotion. See, when you get a promoter, you have to pay them. But when you have readers, if you're just interacting with them, spending time with them, talking to them, talking job, all of that, and they're just having a good time in your world after they've been dropped off, they're going to go out mm-hmm. and they're going to pick up five more people and bring those five people to your world. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So really, Mm -hmm. the amount of people you have in your world and how you hold them, how you grasp them, that's your personality and that's your pen. And that's why we do what we do here on Let's Chat, because a lot of authors don't have that word of mouth where they have readers that go out and get readers. And they may have to get a promoter. You know what I'm saying? And so here on Let's Chat, we have a free platform, because when you don't have word of mouth, what you have is your personality. See, as a reader, we feel an author's passion through their pen, whatever they're writing, we can feel their passion. We can feel their pen. So when they talk about why they do what they do on Let's Chat, that allows readers to still feel that passion and make them desire to go and seek out this author and their work. Let me go see what they got. Sometimes people will just support you just because, oh, my God, she's an awesome person, awesome personality. I just just love why she's doing what she's doing. Let me go out and just one-click this book. And then when they, that's the bait right there. And then when they one-click it, they like, y'all, let me tell y'all, I was listening to this show, and such such came on the show. And, she, oh, she would talk about that, da 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 And so I went over to Amazon. I got her book because, you know, you know, I support the authors because you got some readers that just, they will one-click just to support. And, girl, let mm-hmm. me tell you, I got the page, too, and I was like, what? And then the whole book, girl, I couldn't even put it down. I have to call in the work the next day. That's how you get that word of mouth going because, you know, readers, they talk. They talk if the book is mm-hmm. bad, and they talk if the book is good. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is so true, Leash. And also, you know, in addition to what we do as far as books with the music, like last week uh, we played a song, and um, the guest, the the, author, the artist had actually been on the show, but one of our listeners, you know, they listen and they inbox Leash and I. They're always asking, you know, about what they're that person or that guest project is and she said you know I remember her being on your show what's the name of that song I want to buy it to support her because I loved what she brought to your show so that's another avenue Mm -hmm. that people just go back you know and I thought that was very interesting that they said that she actually remembered the artist that was on the show and she wanted by us playing the music in rotation that's yep. the song I wanted to buy. What's the name of it? So this is a great platform yep. to get those those um, passionate 
things that you love out to the public. And to introduce you, we see this is like we call this 31 flavors. To me, being a reader, a promoter, a publisher, all that, it's like 31 flavors of a world. You go into Baskin and Robbins and you get the little spoon and you like, let me taste that. Okay, let me taste that. You you just get to taste things. And books are the same way. You don't know what really wets your palate until you're introduced to it. We had that author, one author on here that introduced me to the to um to historical romance fiction. I didn't even mm, think I was going to like that. I read that book. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, they were scandalous back in the day. But it's, it was somebody had to introduce me to it. They had to hand me that spoon. And I think a couple mm-hmm. of months after that, somebody inboxed me and was like, um, yeah, I was listening to your show. I live in Arizona. And I'm like, I don't have nobody in Arizona. Because, you know, when people inbox you, you, you think hacker. you like, what, what is this? Stalker. You know, but he was like, I was listening to your show because you had such and such on there. And this, and I'm like, wow, that's how you, you just get that word of mouth. I really, really mm-hmm. enjoy your show, and I want to come on. All right. Sing your request, mm-hmm. too, but that's how you get that word of mouth going. We always have fabulous stories here on the chat. Me and T love to talk that talk at all times. So we're going to bring in the fabulous author and publisher, Jay Asmara. Hopefully I'm saying this right, because girl, I could tear up a name. <laughs> Welcome to the chat room. Thank you for having me. And you are almost right. Is Jay Asmara? Asmara. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, thank you for that. But I like, like you Jay. say we can jack up a name. We could we can jack. We had somebody on. We had their name all wrong. I was like, ooh, that's how you oh, pronounce no. it. Um, so oh, sorry, but <laughs> we could jack a name up, but we appreciate you coming here on Let's Chat, Jay. I want you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your literary journey, and your work. Well, thank you. Um, as you just said, my name is Jay Asmara. I'm a fiction novelist, and I like to just say fiction because I don't like to put myself in a box. I have several different genres of books, and at the end of the day, I just want to tell whatever story comes to mind, and I don't want to be categorized for doing just one thing. I've been writing now for three, almost four years. I have 12 books published. I absolutely love books. Um, That's me as far as an an author, as just a person. I'm a single mom of three. Um, I have a 20-year-old, a 17-year-old, and an 8-year-old, so I'm pretty busy. I'm also an Army Reservist, so I stay pretty busy as far as my personal life. Last year, I started my own publishing company, which is called Elite Professionals Publishing, and I'm just so grateful for you having myself as well as two of my authors here tonight. And like I said, I just love everything books, and so that's why I ended up going into the publishing side of it because it's nothing better than to be able to help other authors reach their goals. And so that's what I'm doing as far as that. And we just have huge hopes and dreams for my author career as well as my publishing. Absolutely, because that there erotic fruit, hunty, we're going to have to, let's talk about that there, that erotic fruit. So you got to tell me the bl- the blends of your pen because you got erotic. You say you have 12 different books. What are the different genres that you write? And then we're going to get into this, okay, this have, cover here. 
<laughs> I have drama. I have action. I have suspense. And actually, the majority of my books have a little bit of suspense. And, of course, I have some erotica. And I think that's all. So drama, action, suspense. I'm working on a thriller. I've put it down a few times, but hopefully by the end of the year I'll have that out. So like I said, it may seem like I'm all over the place, but at the end of the day, I want to tell stories. And whatever story comes to mind as an author, I just want to be able to express it and put it on paper. Yes, honey, you better talk that talk. So when you decided to sit down three years ago and say, this is what I'm going to do, what was going on in your world that made you feel like, I'm about to do this right now, boom, let's go? When I tell you I kind of fell into writing, and when I tell people that, they're like, what, how do you do that? But, you know, every everyone has a really crazy story. I didn't see the potential in myself. My One of my best friends, her name is Angie. I don't know if she's listening. Love you, Angie. Um, she had been telling me since I was pregnant with my youngest. And like I said, he's eight now. So what is that, almost, you know, nine years ago because I was pregnant at the time. She was like, you need to write a book. She said, you have the best stories. You're so animated. The craziest things happen to you in your life. And I'm looking at her like, you're stupid. I'm not writing a book. What are you talking about? No way. And so she didn't give up on me. Every chance she could, she would throw that little nugget at me. You know, we'll be talking about something, and she'd be like, and I'll be telling a story, mm-hmm, that's why you need to write that book. And I'm like, whatever, you're bananas. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was about three years, like I said, it was three years ago, and at the time I was dating this gentleman, and it was a long-distance relationship. And so we were having a conversation, and he said something. And I was like, he was trying to explain it to me. And I was like, oh, no, I get it. I have a very vivid imagination. I said, a matter, matter of fact, my friend tells me I should write a book. And so he was like, well, maybe one day you write some. And I was like, maybe. So Valentine's was coming around. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to write a little short story. So I wrote the short story. I called my friend Angie. Of course, I let her read it. And she was like, oh, my God, this is good. And I'm like, whatever, you're just my friend, whatever. Um, at the time, I was working in a mechanic shop doing um, government contract work, and I was the only female, so I let some of the males read it, and they were like, oh, my gosh, this is good. So I gave it to my, he's my ex now, but he was my boyfriend at the time. I gave it to him, and, like, I watched the excitement as he was reading it, and he was like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. When can I have the next part? And so I was Mm -hmm. like, well, I'll write it. And My intent was to write it and give it to him a month later, but as I was writing, the light bulb went off, and I was like, why stop here? You Because know, I really got into the story. So what I ended up doing was I started bringing other twists and plots and, and all this other craziness to it, and his story is actually embedded in my very first um, book that I published called When It Rains. And so, like I said, I kind of fell into it, and I haven't stopped since. I wrote that story. It took me about a month and a half to finish that, and I went right into part two. So within a four- or five-month period, I already had two books done. Wow. So. <laughs> what a journey. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, it was nah. crazy. I had, I had no intention as far as my writing. When I was in high school, I did do poetry. 
And mm-hmm. I had my son at 17. So once I became a mom, I didn't have time to write anymore. So I guess it was still there. You know, that potential was always there. So, but mm-hmm. some people feel like, oh, I've always wanted to write. I had the desire my whole life. I can't say that. I kind of fell into it. And once I started, I, I really love it. Writing has become my peace. You know, it's, it's nothing better to me than to sit down and, and write. And I go through this whole little ritual. <laughs> I have my incense burning. I have my tea. I have my Pandora playing. And I really get into it. So um, my model actually for elite publishing is our words are your escape. And I really believe that. Like, I really get into it so that I can bring people that, that few minutes of escape. Wow. That's interesting. Now, this is Tony, Jay. Thanks again for joining us. But um, I love your journey yeah. and how you just, quote, unquote, fell into this writing thing because, you know, some of our <laughs> best authors, that was their way into entry into the writing world, falling into it. But you said you have so many different genres that you love to write in, drama, action, suspense, erotica. How How is it that you are able to comfortably write in just those four genres, what what is it about it that you just feel comfortable doing that? Well, outside of books, I've been a movie buff for as long as I can remember. And I like those types of movies. So when I mm-hmm. write, I literally sit down and I see the scene. I picture it and then I write it. So I think that's why I'm comfortable in those genres because that's what I like to watch. Mm. That's awesome. You know, Lisa and I, we call that that universal pen where you can sit down and just pen whatever it is that you're feeling, and they are able to touch those readers in that particular genre, which is a which is a gift in and of itself. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Now let's get into this here uh, erotic fruit uh, cover here, girl. <laughs> you got to tell us about this here book because you know we love to we love to get our one click popping here on, on let's chat. And you know your cover, uh, you know author's cover exactly. is part of the eye candy. Exactly. Uh, you know readers, we love we got to have that eye candy. The synopsis that's still eye candy. Your content that's eye candy, but your cover, um, your title, all of that draws the reader in. And so uh, we got to ask you some questions about this here thing right here. Oh wow! Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> First, so where you? Where you get the idea from? Did you do the cover, or did you have a cover designer Actually, do it? When I tell you this cover was like made for me, it was crazy. I have a friend named Michelle. Hope you're listening, Michelle. Hey, I do shout outs. But <laughs> and so me and her was talking, and when I I came up with the story, I told her my vision, and I was like, I got to find somebody to do the cover. And so I actually had um, someone else start a cover, and it was okay, but it wasn't exactly what I visualized. And I ran across that cover. It was actually a pre-made cover um, by this young lady, and it was exactly what I – well, my friend found it because I told her what I wanted. I said I wanted a sexy girl. Um, it's based in, in Florida, so I want a little island thing at the bottom. And so – she saw it, and she sent me a message like, oh, my God, go on Facebook right now. Go here. 
And when I saw it, I was, she was like, I found your cover. She said, that is exactly what you told me you wanted. And I said, that is exactly, <laughs> you know, and I wanted an exotic-looking woman because the women in the story are, um, I think she's Cuban, but they're, they're exotic women. I have a Jamaican young lady, and I have a Cuban, I want to say. Um, so they're very exotic. So she was perfect, but it was my vision, my vision that was manifested, I guess, through this lady because I had never met her before. We weren't even friends on Facebook. And it was exactly what I said I wanted. So I was like, listen, I need this cover. And so that's how I ended up with it. I have to agree with Lise. That cover is hot. <laughs> For those that are listening, <laughs> head on over there or even check out her page. It's just, it's, it's sexy. It's tasteful. Uh-huh. You know, and it makes you just want to dive into the pages and just find out what that piece of fruit actually, quote, unquote, tastes like. <laughs> and it's not, see, the thing with covers is your cover doesn't have to show everything for it to be seductive. You know what I'm saying? It can scream seductive by just, you know, you have some covers that just have a shoe on it, you know, but it has to be a, a shoe that just screams and bleeds seduction. It could just be maybe the shoulder. It's not just the fact that her butt is showing, but it's the it's the rope. It's the fact of the way her, her head is leaning and the little look back. All of that makes the cover, and that is still mm-hmm. tasteful at the same time because the butt, it just blends in with the palm trees at the bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Originally, she was fully exposed. I was like, "No, can you move the palm trees up just a little bit? <laughs> just a little bit." Right. But right. I love it. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with that cover like instantly, and everyone else is falling in love with it. It's actually in a contest right now for best cover, and I'm in first place. Go me. Um, everyone loves it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. I just shared it for those that are that are following. Head on over if you haven't seen it yet. It's on my page. But um, Jay, just tell us a little bit about what's inside those pages. Talk to us a little bit about that. It's actually just a short story. Um, it's mm-hmm. a very affordable short story. It's ninety nine cents on Kindle. It's only on Kindle because it is short. But the storyline behind it is about this young lady, and she has a girl crush. And mm-hmm. I don't want to tell too much, but yes, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, she has this girl crush, and um, they had a little encounter, I'll say. They had a little encounter at the beginning of the story, and then she mm-hmm. runs into the young lady again um, a few chapters later. And so the whole time mm-hmm. she has, like, these these very detailed <laughs> fantasies about this lady. And because mm-hmm. she's Latina, that's where the exotic fruit. So she's actually really talking about this young lady as far as her exotic fruit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, Hunchy. <laughs> Go on and do what you do. <laughs> so I have a question because yes. you are an erotic author. You have you have an erotic short series out. So my question is, oh, I have two questions. The first question is, who do you think writes better sex scenes? female authors or male authors, and why? You know what? That is funny because um, I have a very good male author friend. His name is Cedric Lewis. If y'all have not read anything by him, he's awesome. That's my my dude. And we actually had this conversation, and it was funny because um, 
we didn't really come up with an answer because he was like men and I was like no women. So in my opinion, I think I think it, it could I'm gonna be politically correct and say it could go either way, but I kind of think women because I'm a woman. But I think that when I write my erotic scenes, since I'm such well, no, I can't really say that because I do know some men who write really good sex scenes. But for me, I get into it. I I go and I want to bring you into the room. I want you to see what I see. I want you to feel what I feel. I want you to smell what I smell. And mm-hmm. I think as females, we're a little bit more detailed in that aspect than men are. Though I have read some really good sex scenes written by men, but as an overall, I would say females because we're more detailed. Mm-hmm. And I always say the same thing. Uh, one, because we're detailed, and two, because we are passionate. Like, women can tap into the that passionate side, but the only flip side to that is I'm a little torn right now. Just uh, I've kind of changed my thinking a little bit only because I think that the authors that can write the best sex scenes, whether they're men or women, are the ones that have a understanding of show versus tale. If you don't know the yes. if you don't have a grasp of show and tale, it makes your it makes everything choppy, you know. So you can't right. really um, you can't really set you can't get them into the scene because the re, the author's job is to pull the reader into the book. So your job is to pull that reader into the scene and make them want to be the character or a fly on the wall. They gotta want to be there. You know, if the mm-hmm. character is sweating, I want to sweat. If the character needs some ice, shoot, I need some ice. I need a fan. I need me some ice water. You know, when they upset, I'm upset. When they crying, I'm like, Lord Jesus, help the Lord. You know, you want to have the ups and downs <laughs> totally of the agree. authors. But I think the authors in those sex scenes that can bring you in are the ones that, one, they have a pure understanding of show versus tale. And they know how to pull the reader into something. But they have that they're able to tap tap into that emotional side. Um, I'm not going to say every female author because you have some female authors that, dependent on their their writing skill, and don't send me no inboxes. I'm just saying it's my personal opinion. <laughs> depending on their writing skill, sometimes if it's something that they're not familiar with or something that they don't know firsthand by experience, you can tell. As an avid reader, I can tell if that's something that you do, like if um, or or that you have experience or that you know of, because you can pull somebody in. So whether they're trying to write a um, lesbian scene or or if they're trying to write a uh, a male scene and they're trying to you know bring you in and wrap you up with the male character, sometimes. It's like, well, I don't know how to be a man. But, see, that's where interviews come in. You see what I'm saying? And right. a lot of authors don't do that, mm-hmm. and they don't know that. You have to, if you're in a situation where, and I got that from Victoria Christopher Murray, if it's a situation mm-hmm. like I don't know how to be a man, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just the other side of the man. So when you want to know how they would feel or deal in a certain situation or if they, because, man, you know, they they they, they they emotional. They more emotional than we are, mm-hmm. but they cover I it well. Agree. So when you have to interview one, you have to say, "This is what I'm writing," and 
um, I just want to ask you some questions because you have to get into their mind. You then have to become a man um, to bring the female into the book. You know, okay, so when this happens, how do you feel? Okay, when that that happens, what would you do? You know, to have an understanding on how they move and how they feel and how they do things. That way you know how to bring the female into the character, the female reader into the book, and they can be like, mm-hmm, they do that too. You know what I'm saying? Then it's like, girl, how did you write Samson scene? Because you had Larry on point. Yes, girl, wasn't Larry on point? <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree, and um, I actually do that. I, I do have a female friends, and it's nothing, and it's funny because they know I'll call, and they'd be like, hello. I'd be like, so what you, What would you do with that? And they'd be like, well, dang, hello. Okay, I wasn't ready. I'm like, well, I need to know. I'm in the middle of the scene. I need to know. And it's because I have one friend in particular, he's like, you don't ever give me any warning. I'm like, well, what would you do? He's like, oh, my gosh, I'm on the spot. I said, well, you got to get it together because I need it. And so I do do that. And I do have one book where I wrote from a male's uh, perspective, and it was actually my favorite story to write because it was so fun tapping into, you know, being a man. And it was funny because one of my reviews on Amazon was, I don't even know who it was, <laughs> but which was cool because I like when I have reviews from people that I don't know because I feel like it's unbiased and they really mean it. And so one of the reviews, she was like, if I didn't know any better, I would have thought that a man write this, wrote this. But she was like, but do we really know? And that was so funny to me because that means that I did what I set out to do. Not a man, so therefore I do have to ask questions. And I'm nosy, too, because you're not going to just give me a, a generic, well, we do this. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh Why do you do that? Well, <laughs> right, 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 right. Do this. I'll be all up in their business, and they be like, really, Sharana? And I'm like, yes, I need to know exactly what you're doing. How do you feel when you do that? So does it do like this? Mm-hmm. And So I totally agree. I do it. <laughs> and as far as um, ex- exotic fruit, um, like I said, it, it, was, um, it has a lesbian theme to it. So I have lesbian friends. I was on, hey, I'm writing this theme. How would this, 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 and this go down? And we get real grimy on the phone. She was like, this is how. I was like, okay. And my little notebook, I was right there. Because I'm old school. Um, I write my books out, and then I type them. It's just something about uh-huh. a notebook and a pen. So I'm sitting there, and I'm taking my notes. Because I didn't know, you know, because what we think and what we see on TV and stuff like that, that's how always go down. So <laughs> I was like, okay. So. I do research a lot, and it'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I definitely That's agree, because, so you know, I never used to like erotic. I, I used to mm-hmm. not like erotic books, only because I thought that the author was trying too hard, and they could never, I never had, like, an erotic author that could grab me in. Either they were using those big, humongous words, almost I'm not making love to your brain. No, you're not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you want to, I mean, like readers are visual. Right now. Right. Readers are visual and you have to show them more than you tell them. And so I think in an erotic book, I'm expecting you to show me like I want to experience to have the experience with the characters. But I don't get that in a lot of erotic books. But if you think about it, I love street lit and people always say, I don't know why people love those little ratchet books. It's not that they are ratchet, which drama. Every book has to have 
first of all, every book has to have drama and conflict in it. You have to have some sort of drama and conflict. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So the other side to that is the best thing I love about street lit authors is they put multiple genres in one book. They have romance. Mm -hmm. They have erotica. They got suspense. And it's all in one book. You got one story and you like, oh, my goodness, girl. And you, you get excited as a reader because I don't have to get two different books to get this experience. I'm getting this experience from this one book. Um, the best person to say that is T. Styles. I don't know if you guys have read Silence of the Nine. Y'all got to get mm-hmm. that. But the one thing I love about T. Styles' book is T. Styles, not, she not only educates you, but she will drop you in Africa and you think you in the jungle. you like, girl. I mean, it's, she can put you there. She can take you from Africa, drop you in a boardroom, and then turn around and drop you on a corner with the boys. And it's, it's all in one book. She had her pen has those multiple different levels and styles that she can do. She can drop you in a sex scene. She can drop you in a fight scene. And you are all there. And I, that's what the one thing I love. I stopped saying that I like um, – this kind of genre or that kind of genre. I actually like authors that have a universal pen, like Miss T was talking about earlier. And I, that can happen in any genre. You have authors that are Christian fiction authors, and they have the ability to have that multiple pen. It's just on a different level. And so my favorite kind of author is the one that has that universal pen. You have, you can you can take your pen and you can move it in so many different places and directions that you keep your reader and you bring them into mm-hmm. your world. Sorry, T. That's so true. That's okay. You're doing an absolute. I totally agree with everything you're saying. And Jay, um, I also wanted to talk about that that universal pen because of the many genres that you you are very comfortable writing in. Have you? Do you have a book out that just encompasses all of them, or, or, or is that on your to do list? Because I like the idea of drama, action, suspense, and erotica all wrapped up in one. <laughs> Actually, I do, because it was funny um, mm. when she was saying about the street lit. I do have a, a street lit series, and it has the drama, the action, the suspense. Um, it has some erotica. You know, it's a little bit of everything in it, and that's my Virtually mm-hmm. Challenged series. It's Virtually Challenged, an escort story. And by the title, you would think it's erotica, but it's street lit. Um, and that was my first street lit series, and you know, it's been, I don't know what's going on this month, but Virtually Challenged has been the pick of my authors, which I really appreciate. I mean, not, not I'm sorry, not my authors, of my readers, because I've mm-hmm. sold lots of Virtually Challenged this month, which is amazing. So, like I said, it has everything in there. You know, it mm-hmm. even has some romance, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of everything, and... I enjoy writing that one because it was different because my first series, When It Rains, was an erotic suspense. So it was more soft and sexy, you know, and then I came with Virtually Challenged where the prologue brings you in with this young lady hiding in a tub because the guy that she was on a date with is getting beat up in the hotel Mm -hmm. suite. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, whoa, you know, and then, you know, from there – you know, she's laying in the tub, and the, one of the guys comes into the bathroom, and she's just praying that she doesn't die. So that's how I open it up, and it goes from there wow. to 
a whole bunch of other stuff going on. Wow, that sounds like a one quick leash. This is Tony once again, um, Jace, but 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 since your pen has many facets to it, what would you say is the most dominant part of your pen that comes out in just about every part of your writing? You mean genre-wise or just in general? In general. I mean, across the board, which which one of those genres just dominates getting a story from you? I would say the suspense. I've been blessed with the ability to lead readers the way I want them to go and then kind of give them a curveball at the end of the story. I love mm-hmm. when... I have people inbox me or people that I know personally, but like, oh my gosh, the whole time I thought this happened. So when this happened, I was like, oh my gosh, did she really just do that? And with my series, I used to get, so <laughs> it was funny, my friend's husband, he gave me a nice, nasty threat in my inbox. He was like, if you don't come out with part three, we are no longer going to be friends. He used some other choice words. <laughs> And I called my friend, the same one who had me writing, who who told me I should write. I said, can you tell your husband to not be threatening me? She was like, girl, you know he's serious about these books. But I enjoyed that because a lot of times, you know, people are like, oh, I run into guys. They're like, are, are your books just for, for females? And I'm like, no, I have men who read my books and enjoy them. But mm-hmm. like I said, I, I think I'm really good at that because I'm very, like, I strategize. Before I start, I sit there and I come up with the twist first before I even know the storyline. And that's how I go. I I build it because, like I said, me being a movie fanatic, I've always been the one who, if I'm watching the movie, I'm trying to figure out who did it. And Mm. by the time I'm done with the the movie, I am usually right because I'm like, I would do it like this, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'll be telling the kids, the kids were like, such and such did it. I'm like, no, because they're making you think that they did it. I said, that would be too much, too easy. And I'd be like, I bet you right. they did it. And they'll be like, you've seen this before? And I'm like, no, that just makes sense to me. And so that's what I carry into my stories. Every one of my stories have a crazy twist at the end, even the standalone. So it's not like mm-hmm. a cliffhanger. It's just crazy twist like, wow, I didn't see that coming. So I think that is my my best. Um, attribute, I guess, to my writing mm-hmm. is my mm-hmm. my ability to lead the readers and and have them guessing and wondering because I'm I don't want you to be bored with my book. I don't want you to ever be able to skip ahead. If you skip a few pages of my books, by the time you start reading, you were like, "Whoa, I missed something. I got to go back." And <laughs> that's what I want to do. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to know because you're gonna miss something. <laughs> you're gonna be like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. how she ended up doing this." How he get mm-hmm. killed? Whoa! And so that is what I be looking for. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so important because Alicia and I we had a show last week about the, the what makes a, the great ingredients of of what makes a good book. And uh, I think you just added to that, Alicia. You know, throwing that curveball at the end because, like you said, you don't want to know the ending. So if that's the case, why finish the book? So you want to keep the the readers riveted to the story and throw that curveball in as well. So we so appreciate authors that constantly throw those curveballs to us readers. But, Jay, I want to give you a fun question before you leave the chat room. And since you are a okay. movie buff and you're such a vers- diversified author, 
if there was a movie being made of you, your life, who would play you and why? Okay. You know what is funny? Because I was just talking to one of my authors, um, that's Brianna, which you're going to talk about later, and I was telling her, um, I gave her a task, because I like to give little things, hey, start thinking about this, because um, we were talking about where she wants to go as far as um, her writing career, and I told her, I was mm-hmm. like, I suggest if you want to, I said, start bringing life to your characters. I said, start, I said, I want you to make a list, and I want you to figure out which actors would be which characters. I said, and then it'll bring life to your story. And I told mm-hmm. her this because my cousin has a blog, and when I first, when I dropped my first book, she interviewed me, and she gave me that task. And she was like, who would be, you know, if, if this was to be on the big screen, who would be who? And that was so fun to me. So I'm glad that you asked me that. And if it was my story, I would love Keisha Knight Pulliam to be me. First off, because she's just the cutest little chocolate girl like me, so I would love for her to be—I would love for her to be me. And I love her bubbly personality. And yeah, she—that's me right there. <laughs> that's a good choice right there. Absolutely. Now every time I see her, I'm gonna think about you and when that movie's coming out. <laughs> see, look at it. But yeah. <laughs> But Jay, please share with our listening audience your social media sites and anything new that you have coming down the pipe so they can be able to follow and support you. Okay. Well, I am currently on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I try to keep everything simple for my followers. Um, on Facebook, I'm author Asmara, which is A-S-M-A-R-A. And I know we're about to wrap up, but I want to tell you the the thing about the name that I came up with, Asmara. Asmara is Arabic for beautiful butterflies. When I decided that I wanted to write, I wanted to have a name with a meaning. Um, And I got the J because I have three children, like I said, and all of their names start with J. So the J was, you know, for them. And Mm -hmm. so that's where I came up with that name. But anyway, like I was saying, I'm on Facebook. Please um, go on to my page, Author J.S. Mara. Like my page, follow it. I'm always doing, I'm trying to do better with social media because it's just, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to post today. But I'm always posting really cool things, I think, anyway. So follow me on my Facebook page. And Instagram and Twitter, it's the same thing, Author J.S. Mara. And once again, Esmara is A S M A R A. Follow me, I follow back. Don't hesitate to send me inbox messages on Facebook. Um, give me shout out on Instagram, Twitter. I'm very approachable. I love to hear from my readers. I hope that you all follow me as well as visit me, visit my Amazon author page, which is, once again, author J.S. Morrow. Hit the follow button. And once you do that, you'll get emails stating any new releases that I have. As far as what I have going on right now, I have so many open projects. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have three <laughs> open projects right now, and I'm just kind of taking my time with them because I'm focusing on my authors. And like I said, Brianna, who you would talk to later, she is a brand-new author. Um, her debut book will be coming out this summer. 
So I'm using a lot of my time to focus on um, getting that project up and running, and then I'll focus back on my stuff after that. So that's me. Awesome. I love it. I love it. You are welcome here on the chat room anytime. Next time you have your next book release, just hit me up and we'll make sure we get you on the show. Talk that talk. Even if you just want to talk that talk, just be like, Leisha, I think I want to sit down and talk about such and such and such. (laughs) I think me, you, and Tony, I got my red cup and my favorite (laughs) slippers. I just think we need to sit down and talk. I'm, and I'm we can make that happen for you here in chat. I will talk to you to death. <laughs> but thank you so much for having me, and it's been tons of fun. And, wow, I don't know how many listeners are listening, but if you have not checked out a J.S. Mara book, I invite you to do check out if you like the covers to Exotic Fruit. Like I said, it's a short story. It's only 99 cents. Go ahead and one-click it. Sounds yes, like love, it. love it, love it. Always Brandon. That's right, honey. Send them to the get that one click popping. That's right. <laughs> we appreciate you guys tuning and kicking with us here on Let's Chat as we kick it with the fabulous ladies on today. We're going to take a brief break because we got more to come. We got Tessa Irvin and Brianna Johnson. Next, we're going to have Tessa Irvin after this brief break. She's going to be talking that talk about her new project. If you're just tuning in and you missed part of J.S. Mira's um, interview, no worries. Feel free to go back and check out our archives here on blogtalk.com. You can also check them out on a podcast app or iTunes. Yes, you can stream uh, Let's Chat from iTunes, as well as SoundCloud. Yes, I do go and I put uh, some of our archive shows on SoundCloud so you can go back. And if you have SoundCloud app, listen to our shows on SoundCloud, iTunes, podcast apps. You can reach us chat anywhere. If you'd like to be a guest, just send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. We're going to take a brief break and then we'll be back. We're going to hit you with some of that Omar Tyree. Yes, he does more than just write books, y'all. I love the feel of this one It sounds like wrong folks music It's way too smooth to abuse it I'm glad I found this one to choose I let the crew listen to approve it It sounds like a lazy afternoon, dude I order pepper steaks, Jamaican food Hit the boulevard to go and pick it up Got a new shorty trying to hit me up And I'm still that squirrel trying to get a what? So I hit her back to set something up and she said that she ain't really doing nothing And I know that I ain't really doing nothing So I'm like, let's do nothing together And it could be like whatever It's really like whatever We just cruise like whatever Top down like whatever Drink BC Bond like whatever Me and you like With nothing to do like whatever It's really like whatever I mean, like, whatever. It's like, the 
queen stepped out the crib to die for. I try to play it off with my eyes for. With her hair and nails, let me get that door. She's just the kind of woman I've been looking for. Now she ride with me, with the top down. We listen to the same music going now. I tell her I love the dress you rockin'. And I know it's a hundred guys that's clockin'. But you ain't thinking about spending time with them. You riding around with me, the OG, with nothing to do and nowhere to be. Yeah, cause you weren't really doing nothing. And I wasn't really doing nothing. Now we both doing nothing together. And it's really like whatever. You know like whatever. We just cruise like whatever. Top down like whatever. Drink BC Bond like whatever. Me and you like whatever. With nothing to do like whatever. It's really like whatever. I mean like whatever. It's like She's smelling real good with the wind blowing. Gotta split up a dress with a thigh showing. Make a brother think about some other things. Got me leaning back like a young king. She look over and ask what I'm smiling about. I tell her she might be one to turn me out. She started laughing and called me crazy. But she a bad lady, I ain't that crazy. This girl got a look that's criminal. And I'm wide awake, nothing subliminal. Shorty knows she got a hook in me. Anytime you spend this time doing nothing, like a break at the job when you lunching. Now we riding around doing nothing together. And it's all gravy like whatever. Just chilling like whatever. We just cruise like whatever. Top down like whatever. Drink BC Bond like whatever. Me and you like whatever. With nothing to do like whatever. It's really like whatever. I mean like whatever. It's like. You are now tuned in to the mother and greatest. Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. If you're just tuning in and you missed our first interview, make sure you head over to our archives after the show and check out author and slash publisher, Jasmine. See, I messed it up already. already. Yes, she is so sweet, y'all. I just love her energy. I love why she does what she does. It's just awesome. She is really, really, really Mm -hmm. awesome. Make sure you all go out, check out her pen, check out her authors of her um, publishing company. They are doing some big things over there. We're going to bring in our next author, Tessa Irving. Hey, Tessa, how are you? Hi, how are you? Hey, welcome to the chat room. Thank you. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your literary journey, your work. So before we get started, um, two things. So my name is actually Tisa Irvin. (laughs) So I just wanted to, you know, clarify that because you were saying, oh, I messed up everybody's name. (laughs) So I do see. You got to tell me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's. So this is what I tell people. It's um, Lisa, but Tisa. <laughs> so that's how you pronounce it. 
And so um, before we get started, I just want to say thank you for this opportunity and this platform that you are providing for independent authors, especially tonight's topic, you know, um, giving up is not an option. So Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, please follow your dream, no matter what obstacles may be in your way. So um, a little bit just about me. Um, I started writing 10 years ago, and the experience was great because I knew it was a big accomplishment, but The problem for me was I tried to go the traditional publisher route, and after the many rejections, I gave up on my first manuscript. And it wasn't until years later when my husband found it and liked what I wrote, and that's when he challenged me to do something about it. And at that point, the desire for writing returned, and I decided to research um, self-publishing before signing with EP Publishing. So now um, my goal was to write one love story with romance, a little twist, and unexpected plots. I had no desire to write a series until I started getting praise from readers that wanted more because they were so pleased with the way the story had turned out. And, of course, I couldn't deny them, so I continued to write and here we are three books later with the Loose End series, so um, I'll just uh, go right into that and give your readers uh, a little snippet of what the Loose End series is about. That's okay. Okay. Sure. So um, we start with the main character. Her name is Renee, and um, she's a young, vibrant, beautiful woman who fell in love with one of Oakland's finest and, of all things, a married man. And for her, she's young, so for her 25th birthday, he surprises her with a romantic getaway that he planned to make um, in a weekend that she'll never forget. And, indeed, it was until a few weeks later he simply disappeared on her, and so while on her search to find him, she meets uh, Braxton, who's a, a single, handsome, respected attorney, and who's definitely interested in her. And although she feels an attraction, she's conflicted because how can she start to build a connection with him when her secret love has vanished without the without a trace? So she has no idea where this gentleman is. Um, you know, has he been murdered? You know, where is he? You know, what happened mm-hmm. after this beautiful weekend? And that leads us into the the uh, the sequel where we revisit the lives of Renee and the attorney to and her lover and her um, best friend. We're introduced to her best friend Sabrina, and you basically find out if Renee and, and um, Kron, who's the lover, um, if these two people from a secret love affair can redeem themselves after suffering the consequences of their action. So for me, this is a pretty good follow-up because. Meanwhile, Bradson, who's the single uh, who's the single attorney, is attempting to cope with being rejected by Renee, but we find out how he's doing as well and lastly through all the confusion and emotional turmoil, we find out Sabrina, who's Renee's best friend, is enjoying her newly found secret love affair, which 
brings us to Bonded for Life, which is my latest and is the third installment in the uh, series, and also family to EP Publishing um, Company, where Sharana is the publisher. And we find out that the gang is all back, and this time you're introduced to a new character who you'll also find out more about um, Sabrina and her mysterious relationship. So that just sums up all three of the books that I have out right now. All right. You talk about conflict and drama, Lee. She just laid it out (laughs) on the table and told everybody to pull up and have a seat. <laughs> That's pretty much wow. it. <laughs> right. Wow. Well, we asked for drama and uh, conflict, and, and, and I love that you touched on our topic tonight, which is not giving up. You know, yes. um, and oh my because had you given up, you know, we wouldn't be subjected to this, to this feast that you have put before us. Right. So thank you so much. Thank but I you. want to go back to first of all, this is Tony. I have to we have, you know we have to introduce ourselves because we, told we sound so okay. much alike. <laughs> Thank you once again for joining us. But um, it's it's a blessing that your husband was able to find this script and light that fire back under you to become a become an author. But when you initially wrote that script, what was going on in your world that you wanted to even pen a pen a book? Well, you know, um, the one thing that I always say is um, I didn't have, (laughs) this is funny, because I didn't have any um, desire to really um, go forward into what I wrote, but I did uh, my best friend, who's um, one of the muses from the from um the book she inspired me to go ahead and tell my story as far as um just from entertainment purposes so mm-hmm. i enjoyed um just writing from that standpoint because i always tell people i write fiction for entertainment purposes, so I want readers to be able to escape into my world and give my books a chance. Um, I don't write, <laughs> you know, um, in a in a manner that it allows readers to accept my character's faults without being too judgmental. So that's basically what kind of wanted me to uh, start writing. Um, I was first introduced to Brenda Jackson's, uh, you know, um, years ago, and Mm -hmm. I just enjoyed her love stories. And so that's kind of what made me want to just kind of write my own story. And so Mm -hmm. that's that's where it all started from. But I didn't have a desire to continue. (laughs) So um, I'm just glad I I'm just glad I did. But that's where it all came from, you know. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's good to talk to a fellow Brenda Jackson book lover as well. I love her books. Yeah. At least if you notice, um, between um, Tisa, I'm hoping I'm saying that right, and Jay, yes. Alaska, yes. you know, thanks to friends of theirs that encouraged them to, to write, 
we wouldn't have these great books that we can put into our libraries to enjoy. So we thank those friends out there for constantly encouraging up-and-coming authors to, to keep that pen to paper. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> now, this is, this is Leisha Tisa. Now, Hi, um, Leisha. That, it's Tisa, right? It is Tisa, yes. Like, I had to make sure. Tisa. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I got to make sure. I got to make sure. I got to make sure. <laughs> but my question to you is, if we were sitting here a year from now, we were talk- talking about the things that you accomplished in 2017, what are some of the things we would be talking about? Okay. Well, what we were talking about is my next project that's coming up. Um, since this is a three-book series, I'm actually working on my next project, which is book four in the Lucan series, and it's tentatively titled What Could Have Been? And this will be my most anticipated book because readers really want to know what happens between um, Renee and the um, Braxton's character, which is the attorney, and the questions mm-hmm. for them still remain for readers. Will they make will they make it? Will they go their separate ways? Um, just mm-hmm. all these burning questions that readers wanna know. So I have no release date yet, but that will be coming soon. And so that is definitely something that I'm looking forward to working on, um, in the near future. Now, now will that wrap up that series? That's a good question because, you know, for me, um, since I had no desire to write the series in the first place, it's just going to depend on what, (laughs) it's just going to depend on my readers and what they want. If they feel after book four that they want another one, then I'll give Mm -hmm. it to them. If they feel like, no, I'm tired of hearing about these people, then yeah, I'll move on. But for right now, Mm -hmm. but for right now, it's, that's going to be dependent on my, um, my fan base. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's that's fair enough. This is Tony, and um, you know, this is gonna be you working on book four in a in a yes. in an industry that you didn't think that you would even be in. But since you are right. in that industry and you have three books under your your belt, and you have people that are following you, what has been the yes. most joyful part of being an author? Well, listen, you know the the most joyous part is. Um, I heard Leisha earlier on the call, and um, she was saying, you know, you have to just be out there. And I'm one of those people that I don't care where it is, from the flea market to craft shows to the corner, I'm there. <laughs> I'm there for mm-hmm. you. So my 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 experience would definitely be just um, being out there, meeting new readers, just getting them to just try my work, enjoy my work. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, just experiencing, just, just, and not even just the readers, but just meeting new authors in the industry as well, because I definitely um, run into a few of those as well. So mm-hmm. that would be my experience awesome. right now. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You know, I always have a book on you because you never know when you may run into a potential new reader. Definitely, definitely, mm-hmm. it's in my purse right now. <laughs> <laughs> You keep them on, you keep them on you. Now, you know, I'm so interested in, in, in new authors and how they approach the um, industry. Now, with these three books that you have, Lucen, if there was a, a, a song, what would be the soundtrack that you can think of 
to put to your to your um, books because you know for us, I kind of like music and books. They kind of go hand in hand. So, what would be a good soundtrack <laughs> to pretty much encompass your book, your series? <laughs> you know that that's funny because I never thought about a soundtrack, but I did think of movies, <laughs> and so so if I go that way, and then you like those movies, you maybe can gravitate to their soundtracks. <laughs> So mm-hmm. the two movies that I thought about that I would combine my movie my um my my books too would be um the best being the best man equals brown sugar part three so oh, <laughs> so oh no like either one of those movies wow. <laughs> then you can you can definitely go get those soundtracks from those movies and enjoy my novels <laughs> oh, so boy. that would be my hook <laughs> yes definitely. Oh. So I and love what those a movies. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I like absolutely, that. I like that. I do. I like. You. She, <laughs> now she had to be thinking for that on a minute. You were thinking about that for a minute. That was just like oh, sugar. It came out nice and smoothly. It did. You know, we went to the Harlem Book Fair. This is my first time I went, and um, you know how okay. you have authors that that do a pitch. Now, you have some authors that don't right. know how to pitch their books. They just throw up the synopsis. Okay. So a pitch, when they're <laughs> right. talking about their books, it just rolls off their tongue real smooth. And so when you right. were talking about yourself and your and your craft, it just it just rolls yeah. off your tongue real smooth. <laughs> well, you know, because I'm always getting, I'm always meeting new people, and I'm just enjoying just being out there. And I, I mean, I, I'm literally at a different event each week. So, so for me, um, I learned how to just kind of go with the flow per se, because you never know. I'm like I said, I'm out there in nightlife. I'm out there, and you know these. The, the the flea markets, um, the craft shows, wherever you know, wherever books are, that's where I want to be, and and mm-hmm. so I try not to get you know too deep because I always tell people, listen, I write for entertainment purposes, so I want readers <laughs> to be able to just, <laughs> I just want readers to just be able to escape into my world and give my books a chance. I don't have mm-hmm. no subliminal messages <laughs> behind my books. I just, mm-hmm. you know, um, the added bonus to that is that I've recently been told that I'm good at writing in a manner that allows the reader to accept my character's faults without being too judgment- judgmental. And I'm okay mm-hmm. with that because that's all it's for is, you know, there's no hidden messages. Just go pick up my book and enjoy it. <laughs> Exactly. You know, just come back and just be like, girl, why did you do that? Or why didn't you do that? That's all it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so mm-hmm. you know, so that's my message today. Mm. Yes. And that's when you know you've touched a reader when they get in their feelings, as Leisha says, with their reviews as well. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I, I have those too. <laughs> But again, you know, um, it's you know, I've only been published for two years, and I have to say that it's more, thankfully, it's more positive than it is negative, and 
you know, the fact that I'm just like, listen, just go pick up the book and enjoy it. I think that's what makes it more of an enjoyable experience for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have a question. If you could say we on uh, we meet at an event, if you could describe your pen to me, in five words or less, what words would you use that describes your pen style? Oh my goodness! Um, five words, really? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I have to just go with Tisa Irvin rocks the pen. <laughs> Period. Um, <laughs> no, that's whether, right. <laughs> whether it's um, romance, suspense. Because I don't touch on, you know, um, I always laugh because Sharama says, well, you have a little something for everybody. But actually, I don't. If you like suspense, romance with a little bit of twist, then I'm your girl, you know. Um, I just like that little bit of drama, but not too much. (laughs) Um, And I just want that... um, you know, it's funny because I like a happy ending, but I didn't give it to you until I started going through the series. <laughs> so the first book, you'll be like, oh, my goodness. And then the second book, you'll be like, oh, that's cute. And then the third book, you'll be like, did she really do that? Yes, I did, because that's where I want that happy ending, you know. So mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me, um, if you just – you know, if you like, like I said, if you like an escape and you want to just experience a little bit of drama, a little bit of suspense, because I always add that, and definitely plot twist. You're going to get a plot twist in my books. Then oh. I would definitely, um, yeah, <laughs> then I would definitely recommend just giving my, me a chance. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Now, this is Tony. I have a question. What's in what's in Hi, your Tony. library, Tisa? What what do you, who do you love to read? Oh my goodness! So, <laughs> I you know here's the thing. So, as I just told you, um, I do have one at the top of my list, and that mm-hmm. would be Brenda Jackson because back in the day, you know, in the mid '90s when I first read her for her. Um, first romance novel, Tonight and Forever, I was hooked. And that's what got me started with writing. So um, this question, Leisha and Miss Tony, always gives me in trouble. So as for my remaining favorites, I'll just have to tell it like it is for all of you listeners out there. If you go ahead and support the third book in the series, um, they will see a list of all my favorite authors because I only oh. acknowledge them in that particular book because Bonded for Life is what we are. So go ahead and purchase the book, Bonded for Life, to find out who my other favorite authors are. <laughs> wow. You know, Lisa, I just... I just randomly come up with these questions, but it seems to fit each of our guests that I asked. Now, I had no idea that she had a list of favorite authors. Exactly, exactly. That's awesome. (laughs) Right. And the only thing is you have to go get the book to find out who they are. That's a good one. You got got to drop a 
drop a little something. You know, you gotta you gotta put something out there, some bait. You wanna know a little bit more about me? Go on, you put three. I'll tell you a little bit more. Exactly. Exactly. Ain't mad at you. Ain't mad at you, girl. We appreciate you coming and kicking with us here on Let's Chat. You know that you are welcome back any time. I just love your energy. I love this whole whole crew. is just awesome. You guys are just so awesome. You guys are always welcome back any time. We appreciate you guys. If you're just tuning in to Let's Chat, welcome. We have the fabulous Tisa Irvin on with us. If you missed our first interview, no worries. If you missed her interviews, no worry. Just head over to blogtalk.com and check out our archives here on Let's Chat. Or you can hit us up on iTunes or SoundCloud. Let's Chat is there as well. We have our archives where you can listen to um, those fabulous, fabulous interviews. We're going to take a brief break, and we're going to come back with Brianna Johnson. Okay. We're going to hit you with some of that. We're going to do this author. There are, there are so many authors that can do more than just write. So we're going to hit you with a little Aaron Bebo because we want the keys. I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore she gone Like flash yards, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore she gone Like flash yards, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone Shorty like my body, set my name first Gonna make up, go in the same purse We out here on the grind she got the same thirst, I got a mind, body, and soul, three-round burst. My soldier in heels, the breast behind the ski mask, Netflix and chill. As I roll out the weed bag, she show how she feel. You know a nigga see that, she want my attention, and she know it's time to be back. I'm always down the block, put on Mary J. Blige. Hump like handles so she see a mirage. When it's deep, my rib can feel a squeeze from her thigh. I could tell that she mind by the look in her eyes. If we get caught in the act, we'll be sentenced to life. So when it's time to throw down, we don't ever think twice, taking shots at the missus, but this is my wife, so all them shots be misses, bitch, get you a life, I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on, one line at a time, one snore, she gone, like flash yards, use the whole whiff when it's strong, roll up, one whiff and I'm gone, I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on, one line at a time, one snore, she gone, like flash yards, use the whole whiff when it's strong, roll up, one whiff and I'm gone, how you doing, love? What's your name, number, and son? You so divine. Let me look at you from behind. Yeah, your body banging. Coke bottle, some type of model. Digging how when you move through the crowd, the eyes follow. Got my attention. You got my head spinning. The kind of feeling that got you tripping so revealing. Mind state of a hustler, your style so appealing. I'm looking for a trip to Bolivia if you willing. The boy taking Szechuan State and take a break from the day to day. We can get away on a holiday. Vibing, coasting, bragging, boasting. Chopping it up, back to back, blunts in motion Hugging the ocean, shopping, copping, designer Baby, tell me how that sound, I want the finer Things in life, A1 weed, papers and pipes And we can get it right I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like flash yards, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up, one whiff and I'm gone 
I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, once more and she gone Like glass jars, use the whole fifth when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone Welcome back, welcome back. This is Let's Chat, y'all. We've been having a great time with the ladies of EP Publishing. We kicked it off with the publisher. We kicked it off with another author. And now we got the fabulous newest author. Let me tell y'all about this one here. I love her energy. I don't even know her, and I love her energy. She has been going hard. She is so excited, and that just made me excited for her. Welcome, Brianna. Welcome to Let's Chat. Hi. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Tell everybody a little bit about your literary journey um, and your new book, Framed. Okay, great. Yeah, first let me say this is my first interview, so I'm super grateful and wanted to say thank you guys. Um, And then my name is, of course, Brianna Johnson, and I started off the journey kind of weird. You know, I've always been a reader. I've always loved to read. And then one day I couldn't find a good book to read. And I said, you know what, I'm going to write my own. So I sat down and I literally wrote my book. And when I got done, my fiance laughed at me and he said, you know, you should really get that published. It's really good. And I said, you know, I think I'm going to try. And so I did. And that's when I found my publisher, um, Serona. And she, you know, talked to me about it, and here I am, and it's literally been a dream come true. So excitement is an understatement of the word of how I feel. <laughs> awesome. If you don't see something you want, then just make it happen. That's yeah. right. There's nothing wrong with that. They always say if you need something done right, you got to do it yourself sometime, and that's what you did. You <laughs> take the initiative, you put that pen to paper, and you made it happen. Tell us a little bit about Frames. What can we expect in this book? The the cover is like a, deep and thrillerish. So tell, yeah, tell us what we can really expect. Mysterious. Yeah, it's a mystery romance, and you know it it kind of takes you up and down on a roller coaster. You kind of at the beginning of the book, you know, it starts off with a you know guy getting out of high school, and he has of course his um his high school crush, and turns out that she gets murdered, and he gets framed for that murder, and so. When he gets out of jail, he is on a mystery. You know, he's on, he's wanting to find who killed her. You know, he wants to clear his name for the time he Mm -hmm. spent in jail. So he teams up with a local lawyer, and there's some romance there. There's some mystery. He's trying to hunt down who, who killed his, you know, his high school sweetheart. And so it really turns into this deep, dark mystery, but there's some really great romance in there, too. Mm, I like that dual genre there, that mystery and romance. You can't go wrong with that. This is Sony. Yeah. <laughs> I miss to introduce myself. Thanks so much for, for joining us. Now, what was the premise behind this book? Is this is this the type of book that you love to read that it just wasn't on the market for you? You know, I, I love mystery romance. I love erotica. I love suspense. I love thrillers. I'm kind of all over the place when it comes to reading. 
And then mm-hmm. you're going to laugh, but as far as, like, where the idea came from, I actually had it in a dream. It kind of came to me oh. as, um, you know, I just dreamed half of it. And when I woke up, I said, you know, that would make a really good book. I should really write this down. So I grabbed a notepad and I wrote it down. And and here I am, you know, working on it, finishing it. I just got it finished and we're hoping to have it published in, you know, the summertime. And now I'm working on the second one while I wait for this one to get published. So it's kind of, you know, a different, it's new to me, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's exciting mm-hmm. but new. Mm-hmm. Well, that is exciting. You know, it's like having a new baby when you're just waiting for it to birth, you know. So so once it comes into your into your physical world and you hold it in your hands, and it's going to be like a feeling like like none other. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, what has been the biggest challenge? I'm sorry, Lee. It's okay, see? With this, with this author world, have you experienced any challenges? Is it all that you thought writing would be? Um, you know, the, basically, I guess it's kind of what they, you know, every author might go through. I'm not sure. But, I, I, you know, you go through like a writer's block. You get kind of stuck sometimes. But as mm-hmm. long as you sit there and you try to focus, you know, I like to get out in nature. And that's where it hits me. My ideas really come to me. And, you know, I have three kids. And my time mm-hmm. is when they go to bed. And so that's that's mm-hmm. my me time is when I can sit down and write. And uh, I cozy up on the couch and get a good blanket, and I'm sitting there, and I go to town with writing. So it's kind of like that little journey is that, that right there would probably be, you know, my biggest challenge was whenever you get stuck. Um, but as far mm-hmm. as the process, my publisher has made the process amazing. She has, you know, I've learned so much from her. And I'm so grateful from her because it has been so smooth that I can mm-hmm. learn as I go. It's not rush, rush, rush. So it, it works mm-hmm. out great. We're a great team. That's awesome. Awesome. Now, I want to just go back. How did you get connected with your publisher? Uh, it's actually a funny story. I was um, I was selling some of my baby clothes. And I met a girl online, and uh, Jamie, hey, Jamie, if you're listening, and um, she said, Hey, you know, Jamie, girl. <laughs> and she said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm actually writing a book, so sorry if I take a minute to get back to you. She said, girl, my cousin is a author. And I said, no way. She said, let me put you in touch with him. And it's author Cedric Lewis. And so um, I got a message to him and talking to him about it. He said, let me put you in touch with the publisher. Her name is Sharon, and I think you guys would just hit it off. And sure enough, he did, and that's how it, I kind of just fell into it, and that's how it happened. And she read my first four chapters, and she's like, let's do this. And so she got me pumped up, and ever since then, I've just been on a roller coaster of, you know, excitement. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, Cedric Lewis' name has come up again. We've had him yeah, on You know, show we've had and, him uh, on our show before. <laughs> yes, we've had him on our show multiple times. Um, and I remember him telling us he would never become a publisher. Remember him telling us that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we see, see him how now. Sarah does it. <laughs> so, yeah. But I want to ask you, because I know that – Authors are very, especially new authors, they're very tied to their work. You know, their their work represents kind of their soul. It's kind of like having a baby. And yeah. a lot of times you have to, I think when you're assigned to a publisher, you have to have a teachable spirit. 
meaning oh, yeah. that the publisher sees, they see something in your pen that you don't see. Your editor sees something in your pen that you don't see. And so sometimes yeah. they got to pull those things out of you and restructuring or moving stuff or minor changes may be necessary. How do you deal with those times where, you know, she says, you know, this is great, but it's missing this element, it's missing that element, you need to add to it, you need to move it, maybe it doesn't fit right there. How do you deal with those moments? You know, it's actually kind of funny because we were just talking about this because um, we, um, the first thing she said to me whenever I talked to her on the phone, she said, um, you got to be willing to take criticism and you got to be willing to learn. And I told her, I said, you know, I'm a very outgoing person and it is my baby, but I am willing to to do what I what I need to. And she said, you know, you wrote your book based on what you would like. Now it's her turn to kind of turn that into what other people would like to read. And because um, if I was just if I just wrote a book, it would be kind of like you know, here I can enjoy it, but what would other people enjoy? And because she's got that experience, she can take me there. She can help me you know, guide my pen to where other people will love my books too. And so at times, you know, you kind of don't want to change things about your book. But at the same time, I know she's got the experience and the cells underneath her belt to where she can take me where I want to go. And um, she's she's great about it, though. She's not hard on me about it. She tells me, hey, you, you know, did you know that you were doing this? Or, hey, did you know that this, this might, let's try to change this or do this. She's really great with asking me and kind of going back and forth with ideas before we change anything. So it's kind of like we're a team, and that's that's literally the greatest thing about this is because I feel like I'm a part of a team, not just, you know, being a one solo thing. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. So when when you are creating – what are some of the quirky mm-hmm. things that you do, um, some of the things that, that you need as a ritual to help you get through? Well, you know, like I said, I wait for my kids to go to bed and the house is quiet. I turn on my fireplace. I don't care if it's – I got one of those electric fireplaces. So even just the flames going, you know, the picture of it moving has me relaxed. I get me a blanket and either some coffee or, you know, like a – a good hot chocolate, and I curl up on my couch, and I go to town writing. And um, I always carry a notepad with me or a pen. So during the day, if a thought hits me, I'm writing it down. And um, but that's my go-to. I like to curl up on the couch where I use, you know, that's where I used to read. And um, with a good book, I'd sit down and read me a good book, and now I sit down and write me a good book. That's a nice flip. <laughs> hmm. Now this is Tony Biana. You know, since you have that book, um, you're 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 in the process of um, writing and publishing your book. What have you learned about yourself during this whole writing process? You know, when I got done with this book and I looked at my word count and I said, you know what, I did it. I wrote seventy something thousand words. I did this. You know, that was like the hitter for me. I can't believe I actually did that. That was the one thing I, you know, as I was writing it, it took me, you know, about three months to write it. And um, as I was writing, there were times where I was like, you know, I don't think this will ever go anywhere. I don't think I'll ever get it published. And then there were times where I said, you know what, I'm going to stick to it and so I can get it done. 
And once I got it done and I looked back on it, I was so proud of myself that I did it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like our topic tonight, Leash. You know, our topic tonight, mm-hmm. to be honest, is give it, giving up. Is is this and really an option? And how do you yeah. feel about that since you have recently gone through that? Yeah, it's it's kind of like you know, the thing, the word of advice I could give to new authors is literally don't stop. Just because even if the world says that you can't do something, don't give up because let your pen tell a story. If it's about your life, it's about something that you're, you know, you want to write about or if you just want to move people with your writing, don't stop because somebody out there will get moved by what you're saying. And put those words on paper, you know, give it a chance and don't give up. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. And you, as a new author, you are giving some 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 true nuggets to our listening audience as well. <laughs> so we thank you for that. Now, um, once again, this is Tony, and I'm gonna ask you a fun question uh, as you leave the chat room. And I'll before you do that, I want you to shout out your social media sites. But um, if you were a box of cereal, what would you be and why? If I was what now? If you were a box of cereal, this is just a fun question. If you Ooh. were a box of cereal, what would you be and why? Let me see. I got to think about what I would be and not what kind of cereal I like to eat. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> I would probably be, I would probably be like fruity, Fruit Loops or something because you got a variety in there of all different kinds of things. Oh. And that's me. I'm like really bubbly. And I don't want to just stick to Mystery Romance. I want to go all over the place with this. I want to do erotica. I want to do suspense. I, I'm a bubbly person, and I want to take my energy different places. You know, I want to uh-huh. I want uh-huh. to experience everything. Oh, I like that answer, Lee. She She's just a lot rolled up into one. And I happen to like Fruit Loops. Did <laughs> <laughs> you get a breakfast of everything? <laughs> Yeah, they do. They do. Fruit Loops and Applejacks ain't nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. Now, if we were sitting a year from now and we were talking about the things that you accomplished in 2017, I asked um, Tisa this, what are some of the things that we will be talking about? Well, I'm I'm wanting to make this book a series, so I'm hoping to have this, this book published. I want to um, go ahead and be promoting my second book and then, you know, go from there. There, I, I want to be unstoppable. I want to go to the top. I want to see how far I can get there. My goals are, like I was telling Sharon the other night, is I want to eventually make a movie out of a book. I want to be on the New York Times bestseller. I want to be up there. You know, I want to go as mm-hmm. far as I can. And my dreams may sound funny to people, but that's, that's my thing is I, I I don't want to give up. I want to go as far as I can. Well, you can with your attitude and your personality. I can see you going very far. And, Brianna, I just want to say, you know, at the top of your interview, you said this is your first time being interviewed. Girl, you did a tremendously awesome job. Yes. And uh, yes, this is just the is. first of many more to come. Well, thank you. I'm so grateful for this opportunity from you guys and my publisher and even our team with Tisa and everybody, I'm so thankful. It's from the bottom of my heart. It it moves me to talk about it because it's, it's literally something I never thought I would do. So they are making dreams come true. So 
So thank you guys so much. And everybody can follow me. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at author Brianna Johnson, B-R-I-A-N-N-A-J-O-H-N-S-O-N.com. So on on all of those. So Awesome. And, you know, like uh, Alicia was saying at, with our other two guests, you are always welcome here in the chat room. Anytime you want to just kick it, you know, we are here every Thursday and Friday night. Without fail, just to kick it and just enjoy, and make sure you hit us up when you put that movie out on your new book. Oh, I will, I will. I, I hope <laughs> to hit you up again it. as soon as I get a chance. As soon as I, my book comes out, I'll, I'll hope to hit you guys up again. Sounds like a plan. You, thank you once again for joining us. Thank you so much. Y'all have a good night. Okay, you too. Leash, I loved her energy too, and now that we've met her, it's even more. You know, out there, yes. so I love the energy of all three of our guests tonight. Yes, shout out to EP Publishing. Make sure y'all go out there, get y'all one click popping on these fabulous titles. The publisher is so awesome; she writes as well. Um, author Jay Asmira, Tisa Irvin, Brianna Johnson. Oh my God, y'all! These ladies are. Awesome. We appreciate them taking time to allow us into their space, talk that talk with us, and um, share a little bit of themselves. That's why we do what we do here on Let's Chat. When you don't have word of mouth, your personality becomes your uh, carrier until until word of mouth starts happening. And so if you love Mm -hmm. what you hear, make sure you go out on Amazon, get your one-click pop-in. Support these ladies. If you are just tuning in and you missed the interviews, no worry. Head over to our archives here on blogtalk.com. You can also check them out on iTunes, SoundCloud, actually any podcast app. Um, Let's Chat is listed as a podcast, so we can be picked up on almost any app. We appreciate you guys coming to kick it with us. We will see you guys tomorrow. We have two fabulous authors, Belise Samuel. And Brother Ron are going to be in here cutting up in the chat room. So excited. If you enjoy any of the songs that we played today, they're all available on iTunes. Um, I'm not sure about Omar Tyree's song. I think you have to go on his website, uh, which is, Mm -hmm. I want to say, omartyree.com. I'll make sure I check that and I'll post it on my wall. Um, But most of the songs that we play are available on iTunes. Um, Omar Tyree will be in the chat room kicking it with us on May 18th. We love when he comes into the chat room um, and talks that talk with us. So he will be here. We appreciate you guys. Make sure if you're going to SOL, Sisters on Lit this weekend, make sure you travel safe. Have a good time. Shout out to Papaya and her team over there, Miss King, everybody over there making SOL possible, making it happen. We will see you guys tomorrow. Same chat time, same chat station. <laughs> good night, everybody. This your boy, Yo Gotti. Got
to the money, it ain't the issue, I'm hustling. I'ma get it if I have to water, whip it, it's never. 36 O's, drop that in my bank account. Switch the hustle up on their ass and do the same amount. Augusta hustle, catch up to my muscle, bitch, I'm living. Yo, God, it told me he got work, I said, OG, let's get it. They do my dirt with no co-defendant, I know they switching. 30 inch wheels, but he broke, that boy got no ambition. I was 16, triple beam, leaning on it. No, the street couldn't hold me, they triple teaming on me. I remember telling Frank, boy, I want a bag. Now I'm shopping with my bitch, all she want is Chanel. Went to sleep, count sheep, I woke up counting money. If it's right for the price, tell him I said run Remember, I ain't have a pot to piss in. Started whipping, 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 now look how I'm living. Hey, chili in it, big got all my chains on. Man, I'm about to blow like it's cocaine on. Told that walker flocker got that flame on. Get me jugging with my rich home. Hey, hey, this I live. This I live. This I live. This I live. I really live it like for real. I really do this shit for real. A hundred twenty carries. Don't get your. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.